Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. But we want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have stories, things that have happened to you, amazing things, hilarious things, random things, whatever it may be, send your stories to thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. So until then, we're going to dive into some of the interesting true stories from modern history and beyond. So strap in, it's story time. So tell me, listeners, did you predict that we would be back with another episode of Predictions? (laughs) They're not replying. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> um, maybe because the title of this episode will be something to do <laughs> with that topic. So we uh, last episode was uh, bad predictions from way back when. Mm-hmm. You know, um, didn't have really good foresight these people, but but we did agree that we could see where some of the predictions yeah. would come from. Yeah, these ones on the other hand. Yeah, so th- essentially <laughs> these these are predictions from years and years ago of what people would believe 2020 would be like. Yeah. And um, not one of them said COVID. <laughs> so which, is, which is ironic because 100 years before COVID, there was another plague. Oh, God, this is reminding me of a bad Stephen King plot. Every- well, no. <laughs> well, it's it's just... It wasn't exactly 100 no, years. It was like 99 enough. years, you know, enough to be That's like, close enough. So we got, we've got... Uh, this, there's several here that we're going to read and you... Can, uh, we'll put a link to the article in the show notes so you can yep. check us out. And then you can send us an email with any information on these ones or if you would think they're believable or if you have any of your own. Yep. Um, so our email address is thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. Um, yeah, if you've got anything interesting, give us a message. But the first, first, first prediction of this article, human feet will become just one big toe. <laughs> In the lecture at the Royal College of Surgeons of England, 1911, a surgeon by the name of Richard Clement Lucas made a curious prediction that the useless outer toes will will become used less and less so that man might become a one-toed race. This little piggy (laughs) would get a whole lot shorter. Um, Wow. Okay, well, well, the boss, people wear a lot of shoes, so there's no toes. You could just wear. I mean, I don't know how that'd work because for you, you use your big toe. Yeah, I know you'd use your toes for balance as well. Yeah. If there's just one big toe, I suppose. I don't know. I'd be interested to know what kind of made him think that. I mean, it is 1911. Maybe he watched a lot of ballerinas. Maybe he watched. Maybe he liked watching ballerinas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I just. I don't know how that works. Do you, you think know? a lot of these people that predicted these things for 2020 because they're from the 1900s and stuff like that, they're like, Meh, I won't be around. I won't be around if something doesn't work out. Although, this next one looks <laughs> like it was thought of in 1994. <laughs> we'll have ape chauffeurs, it's titled. <laughs> <clears throat> in 1994, the Rand Corporation, Danny Rand perhaps, who knows, uh, a global think tank that's contributed to the space program and de- the development of the internet, said they expected us to have animal employees by the year 2020. The Rand panel mentioned 
that by the year 2020, it may be possible to breed intelligent species of animals such as apes that will be capable capable of performing manual labor. Hmm. I think I saw this as a plot of a movie. I uh, just can't put my finger on it. That went well, didn't it? Um, Glenn T. Seaborg wrote of the corporation prediction in his book, Scientists Speak Out. During the 21st century, those houses that don't have a robot in the broom closet could have a live-in ape to do the cleaning and gardening chores. <laughs> also, the use of well-trained ape as family chauffeurs might decrease the number of automobile accidents. Yeah, who's going to tell them? I just all I can see is Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember when yeah. James Franco gave that cute little monkey an injection, and now then they ruled the world. Yeah, I don't want to um, be a part of that. Well, I don't, I don't know what I was watching, but there was there was a guy saying that he was once in I don't know if it was the Amazon or one of those places, um, similar, you know, not Western civilization, but he was on a boat like a canoe kind of thing, mm-hmm. and an orangutan literally was rowing the canoe. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're, I'm not saying they're not smart enough because that's yeah. where we came from. We evolved, apparently, from apes. Apparently. I'm not trying to offend anyone. <laughs> uh, look, I've seen I've seen documentaries and to show just how smart they are, even in, you know, yeah. in, in, in the lives, in the wildlife. So, look, yeah. I, but in, again, I don't believe in training them to be our servants. I don't think that's a very good no. thing. They... You know what I mean? It's just they must it's volunteer. just harkening back to you know I don't know a little thing called slavery back in back in the nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. So basically, they have to get so intelligent to apply for the job. Yeah, yeah. I have no issue for no no issue for that. They get paid if they become. I have no issue if they want to make them smart <laughs> enough to be part of our normal society. I'd probably like a lot more apes and I like more people out here. Yeah. But yeah, that's a funny one. All right, the next one's just as funny. Okay, Jamie, take it away. We'll live. In flying houses. <laughs> Inventor, science writer, and futurist Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote the screenplay for 2001, A Space Odyssey, believed that the boring houses of 1966 would be radically different by the time we'd reached the 21st century, according to Inverse. Evidently, the houses of, of the future would have nothing keeping them on the ground and they would be able to move to anywhere on Earth on a whim. So, um... Yeah, <laughs> I think in a way, part like the, the, these houses are there's there's tiny houses. There's yeah. a thing called tiny houses. Yeah. They're basically houses that live on trailers. So yeah, I've seen that's those. Somewhat yeah. somewhat similar. I think they're like about twenty grand or something. Or oh, twenty to fifty, somewhat a hundred yeah, grand. I've but, seen um, those because basically you, you got to register your trailer. Yes, correct. But um, it's a good way to you know buy a block of land, but then the gov, then the yeah. you know the council goes, you can't build a house on here. I don't know why they sound like that, but um. Then you can just plonk your trailer there, yeah. and then when they go, you can't live here. You go, well, you move. move yeah, move, see that happened. Move. That even though I don't like her, um, it happened to my auntie. She bought yeah. a block of land in um, up near where up near a place called Tea Gardens in one of the smaller suburbs, yep. Pindamar, and um, she bought land with the intent to build a small house on it. Yeah. Um, she bought the land, paid for the land. Sorry, you can't build a house. So she built a shed and lived yeah. in that for a little while. Uh, eventually sold the land at a loss, unfortunately, and bought yeah. a caravan, and she now caravans around. But, yeah, yeah that, that would have worked. I don't think they were around when she did this because it was quite a while yeah. ago. Well, but, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a cheap, it's another alternative. Tiny houses are relatively yeah. new, so... Yeah, I think I've, I've only seen them in the last five or six years yeah. or something like that. So, look, I, I mean, you know, if you're on your own yeah. and you like travelling, 
if yeah. you don't want to buy a caravan, because yeah. I know my dad caravans around Australia six months out of the year, mm. because he, you know, it's what he loves. Yeah. And I think I'd I'd picture myself doing that. You know what I mean? Like I'd love to do that. So, you know, it, it, but imagine if they did have flying houses, the, the mm. property market'd be sky yeah. high. No pun intended. <laughs> but no, but it would be. There'd be yeah. no like you could lift this house off. We need more land. Okay. Do you want to, you live? It'll be like a, a, a timeshare. Yeah. You live in the sky for three months. <laughs> come down, plant your house. Yeah. The other person goes up, lives in the sky for three months. Yeah. It's a solution. You could fit twice as many houses in the world. Yeah. But Where's called, Thanos when you need him? They're called, um, you know, uh, the skyscrapers. Oh, sky- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what, what do they say? When you can't build out, you build up. Yep. So anyway, the next one is tied into this one. It's called, and our houses will be cleaned by hoses. Oh. What's that you say? Our houses are already cleaned by hoses? Hear me out. <laughs> the New York Times longtime science editor, what, sorry if I mispronounce it, Waldemar Kampfret, who worked for the paper from the 1920s through to the 1950s, had lots of opinions about how different the world would be by the 21st century. In a 1950 popular mechanics article titled Miracles You'll See in the Next 50 Years, he predicted that by the 21st century, all you have to do to get your house clean is simply turn on the hose on everything. That's because Campfart imagined furniture would be made out of synthetic fabric or waterproof plastic. After the water has run down the drain in the middle of the floor, later concealed by a rug of synthetic fibre, all you have to do is turn on a blast of hot air to dry everything. What about not so resilient material, you ask? Just throw a soiled linen into the incinerator. Look, clearly this guy has no taste. <laughs> no, like I mean, it's. But I, again, I can see where he's coming from. He's trying to minimise yeah. time because what's the one thing we all don't have yeah. enough of? Time. Yeah, but then to do that, to clean the house, you'd have to get out of the house, and people don't want to get out. No, of the house. No, people don't want to get out of the house. What are you talking about? There's too many playstations inside. <laughs> So the next one's a little bit more risque, and I'll let Jamie we'll, take this one. We'll eat candy made of underwear, oh apparently. My. I think it's the other way around at the yeah. moment. You can get underwear that's made out of candy. In the same popular mechanic, so the same, same as the last guy. <laughs> same dude. <laughs> same, same dude. He's like the Nostradamus um, for the New York Times. Cooking as an art is only a memory in the minds of old people, he wrote. A few hand, a few die hard, hard still... Broil. broil a chicken or roast a leg of lamb, but the experts have developed ways of deep freezing partially baked cuts of meat. And thanks to advances in culinary culinary yeah, you were right the first time culinary technology, he predicted it would even be possible to take ordinary objects like old table linens and <laughs> rayon underwear and bring them to a chemical factory to be converted into candy. No. Ah. <laughs> When you think about things that the underwear protect you from, yeah, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Well, maybe it's underwear that you won't wear. <clears throat> well, you just go to the shop. I just want a pair of undies. <laughs> it's probably cheaper to buy a chocolate bar than to buy a pair of undies nowadays. You, and then you've got to go to the factory, get it to convert. You probably have to pay a conversion fee. Yeah, just buy a freaking chocolate bar, man. <laughs> Seriously, that's right. You know, unless you, I mean, there's a lot of weird people out there, but still. I don't, I don't. That one was just one that I think yeah. they might have just put in for the hell of it. I don't know. The next one's fine by me. It's called We'll Have Personal Helicopters. <clears throat> Forget jetpacks and flying cars. Popular Mechanics again was pretty sure back in 1951 that every family in the 21st century would have at least one helicopter in their garage. <laughs> this simple, practical, foolproof personal helicopter coupe 
is big enough to carry two people and small enough to land on your lawn. It has no carburetor to ice up, no ignition system to fall apart or misfire. Instead, quiet, efficient ramjets to keep the rotors moving, burning, and any kind of fuel from a dime, or, dime a gallon stove oil or kerosene up to aviation gas, gasoline. <clears throat> yes, but then we'd imagine your teenage son would ask you to borrow the chopper <laughs> and you'd wake up the next day to discover your helicopter stuck in a tree. It's always something. <laughs> but look, I'd be okay with a helicopter. You know, if you want to... Yeah. Scott Morrison, if you want to hook, hook a brother up with some helicopters, <laughs> I'm down with that. I'll be a test pilot. There'd be a lot of crashes, though, I can imagine. There would. People yeah. drunk and disorderly. Yeah, and... Like, you don't want a drunk helicopter driver. No. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. I can imagine Chris getting into a helicopter after a big night in the town. And... <laughs> oh, no. It, he'd get an Uber chopper. <laughs> yeah, see, but see, there's a business opportunity. If that, it can that, hold that, two that people... See, yeah. If it can hold two people, you can have a driver so and maybe, a passenger. Yeah, maybe, maybe not every person has one, but like I, I think Uber... Look, I wouldn't be surprised if you researched in America. It's probably something in like New York or Los Angeles or something like that. I'd, there'd probably be like an Uber chopper yeah. thing. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So there you go. So the next one's a bit more wacky, and I'll let Jamie tell you about that one. The letters C, X, and Q will no longer be part of the alphabet. Uh, I see. Mm. <laughs> well, what will mark the spot? <laughs> Well, but what? What? Who will, who will give James Bond his gadgets? Exactly. <laughs> but what would be the purpose of this? Like, what? They're not well, taking up extra room. They're not taking yeah. unemployment benefits from other letters. Like, what? Why? Who cares? Yeah. Um, C X Q. Like, I mean X. Yeah. Okay. X yeah. and Q are not used too much. But what about Quebec? <laughs> Do they just become Beck? <laughs> and it would be Anada. Instead of Canada. C on it. C is used too much. So yeah. if you have a cat, it's an at. And, you want to wear a hat. Multiple choice questions. You yeah, know, A, when, B, D. When, when in doubt, yeah. use, C. use C. That's the whole reason behind this thing. I see where you're going want, with that. It's just for the education system. Um, yeah, so basically this dude's saying that, like, you know, no need for unnecessary letters. Okay. Mind that, you, this was in the 1900s, yeah. too. So maybe a lot, not, a, not a lot of people yeah. use C. Maybe he's just trying to get certain swear words banned. <laughs> wow. But, so if you were wearing a cap, you'd actually be wearing an app on your head. Hmm. This is there a nice go. app. Did you, did I didn't get it from the app store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this man. next one is definitely up Ryan's alley. Oh, yeah. We will have both telepathy and teleportation. Michael J. O'Farrell, founder of the Mobile Institute, has been an expert in technology in, in the technology industry since 1985. But even the experts can make mistakes. In, 20, in the 2014 book Shift 2020, O'Farrell predicted that by 2020 will be the dawn of the nanomobility era. In the pending nanomobility era, I predict telepathy and teleportation will be possible by the year 2020, with both commonplace by 2040, he said. Well, we'll believe it when we see it. Mm. That would be... I'd be on board to fund that if I had any money. But, yeah, that's... Bring yeah, it on. yeah, but what, surprised we haven't. What's what's the question? If two mind readers read each other's minds, whose minds are they reading? Wouldn't it just be like cancelled out? It's like when you see the, the fire beam and the yeah. ice beam, it just yeah. sort of cancels itself out. Or oh, is that how you blow their heads up? Possibly, <laughs> possibly. Well, all roads apparently will become tubes. Ooh. Um, if you're sick of as- asphalt roads, 
And the potholes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> many, many flat tyres because of stupid potholes. My whole, you know, we just had a flood here recently and, you know, potholes everywhere. Not even potholes, but like roads just... Disintegrating. Disintegrating. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, in, in a 1957 article, the magazine predicted that every road and street in America will be replaced by a network of pneumatic tubes. And your car would only need enough power to get from your home to the nearest tube. Then the calculations of a Honeywell engineer, they will be pneumatically powered and a desired. So it's like... It's, I'm down it's, with it's, that. It's, it's like, it's <clears throat> like um, slot cars or whatever. Yeah. You, know, you know, like I'm, real I'm, life. I'm fine with that. That'd be amazing. Imagine it's, the money you'd save on petrol. Yeah. That'd be... I'm, I'm all behind that. Hey, hey, hey... Um, Climate change greenies. <laughs> yeah, get on to get, it, hey? Get, get funding. Get get a funding, Mr. <clears throat> Biden. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm hundred percent behind that. Number ten. This one everyone will like. Nobody will work and everybody will be rich. A socialist dream. <laughs> <laughs> In nineteen sixty six, Time magazine reported that the twenty first century will be pretty awesome economic era for just about everybody. In an essay called The Futurists, they predicted that machines would be producing so much that everyone in the U.S. will, in effect, be independently wealthy. Without even lifting a finger, the average non-working family could expect to earn an average salary between $30,000 and $40,000, according to Time. That's in that's in 1966 dollars, mind you. In 2020, that'd be something like $300,000 for doing nothing. Wow. Yeah, well, some, that... people, some people want that. But, uh... <laughs> I think I'd get... Like, to be honest with you, I was out of work when COVID hit yeah. for about nine months. Um, I was bored. Like the first yeah. week was awesome because I was like, "Yeah, it's a holiday." I just, yeah, I sat down because I hadn't had a holiday. Yeah, I sat down and watched some shows on Netflix and you know just relaxed, had a yeah. few sleepings, played some games. But by yeah. the second week, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do Uber," and then yeah. I became an Uber driver for nine months. Yeah, and then I I had an issue with my toe. I had to get my toe chopped off, and I was told you're not allowed to move off the couch unless there's yeah. a doctor's appointment for four weeks. And I, one, couldn't earn any money. And two, I was bored. There's only so much shows available on the internet. And you know what? It's, it's, I couldn't do it. I'd honestly be like funding stuff and doing projects and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no. You know, I'd I'd just do some writing. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice not to worry about bills. But I'd still like to be able to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need something to need. What about doctors, nurses, like paramedics and police and... We've all seen where animatronic police can go Robocop. <laughs> That's not going to work. Yeah. But, I mean, give me the money, but let me work a little bit. Let me work three days a week. Yeah. Did you know yeah. mail will be sent via Rocket? No, I did not. <laughs> and is Rocket a new email app? <laughs> I don't know how... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Tell us about it, Jamie. Um, I don't know if there's much to tell about it. <laughs> <laughs> as out there as it sounds, mail delivery via missile was successfully att- <laughs> wow, so it was successfully attempted in 1959. Is that why they, they wanted? Is that why they went to the moon? They just wanted to deliver a letter, del- deliver a package. <laughs> My name is Neil Armstrong. <laughs> oh wow! Bezos says hello. <laughs> oh, oh, Bezos. Oh, Bezos. <laughs> that year, a Navy submarine. The USS Barbaro, not to be confused with the song, <laughs> sent 3,000 letters, all addressed to pol- political figures like President Dwight D. 
Eisenhower. Now, is he the guy from The Office? No. <laughs> I Bad think the joke. guy from The Office was named after him. Bad um, joke. Using only a rocket, the nuclear warhead was taken out and replaced with mail containers, and the missile was launched towards the, n- the naval auxiliary air station. The mail was successfully delivered, and Postmaster General Arthur E. Summerfield, that's a name and a half, was so excited by the historic significance of mail delivery via instruments of war that he predicted it would become commonplace by the next century. Mail will be delivered within the hours within hours from New York to California to Britain to India or Australia by guided missiles, he said. We stand on the threshold of rocket mail. Though we may never though we never got rocket mail, we did get something better. Email. Um See, see the problem with this thing? You know, it's like, oh, here comes the delivery rocket. No, wait, that's something else. Kaboom! Yeah, exactly. Like you could so like, easily... Hi, hi! <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could so easily... You, you, could, you could hack into it, or you yeah. could disguise your rocket, another yeah. country's rocket. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Not, it wouldn't be financially viable either. No. You know, but, like, if it's got 3,000 letters to deliver... Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. That's just weird. I mean, it's a nice thought. No, email's better. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, the next one, I'm going to skip a couple here, but I think I'd like to read out this one because we don't want to be keeping you on the on the line yeah. for hours. <laughs> uh, we'll wear antenna antenna hats and disposable socks. Hmm. For a 1939 issue of British Vogue, product designer Gilbert Road was asked what he believed people in the 21st century would be wearing, and he had lots of thoughts. He imagined by 2020 we would have banished buttons, pockets, collars, and ties, and that men would revolt against shaving. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can't see it. It's not a very visual podcast, but Jamie is always uh, has, a has a beard, and I always try, but I can't grow hair for the life <laughs> of it, so I have a bum-fluff beard. Um, so basically, um, his hat will be an antenna snatching radio out of the ether. His socks will be disposable, which socks aren't very expensive. They could be disposable. Um, his suit minus tie, collar, and buttons, Road declared. Uh, he almost described a modern-day hipster living in Brooklyn, but we suspect even the antenna hat might be pushing it a little bit too far. Uh, antenna hat. Mm. Mm. I could do with the disposable socks. Because I, I, for some reason, every well, time I, think, I buy socks, yeah. I only end up with one pair because I go missing. Yeah, well, they try to dispose of themselves. So. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I think we'll skip ahead again to... A very um, controversial, probably a controversial um, thought here. Everyone will stop drinking coffee and tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm part of the solution. <laughs> all, all, the, all the cafes will be out of production. <laughs> what will we do? Um, well, COVID did shut down a lot of cafes. Yeah, so. but no, but <laughs> people were still drinking their own coffee. And, yeah, oh, there was right, several yeah. people at work before I got let go that were shivering because they were not allowed to have their coffee. Well, this is this is interesting because you know who predicted this in 1937. Um, Nikola Tesla. Wow. They will stop drinking and buy my cars that, <laughs> that, that, that drive themselves. Um, well, yeah. he was right about a few things, though, like yeah. tobacco, as I'll let yeah. Jamie explain. Um, yeah. Well, he predicted within a century coffee, uh, coffee, tea, and tobacco will be no longer in vogue. The ab- abolition of stimulants will not come... 
about forcibly, he wrote, it will simply be no longer fashionable to poison the system with harmful ingredients. He's hopefully right about tobacco, but the coffee and tea, not just yet. Well, he's kind of right about tobacco because they've put things in place like they've inflated the prices massively. They've gotten rid of um, any kind of distinguishing packets. They all look the same now uh, rather than, you know, having different promotions. You don't see cigarettes advertised anywhere on TV anymore. Or they used to be advertised on the cricket all the time and the football with Winfield and Benson and Hedges and stuff like that. So he was kind of right about that. Hmm. But I don't think there's certain people that need coffee to be a functioning member of society. (laughs) I work with a couple of them and they're they're banshees unless they have some coffee. Sometimes I even buy coffee just because I don't want to deal with that shit. (laughs) Me personally, I have a weird phobia. I don't drink anything hot. Really? Yeah, I just can't drink anything hot. Wow. Not not because I'm scared of it. I just no. don't like hot drink ever. Wow. I don't like. I've had tea twice. I think. Um, never had coffee. Um, don't even like iced coffee. Really, to be honest with you. So not yeah, even, just, not even a hot chocolate. Nope, not even a hot chocolate. Don't like hot. Don't like hot <gasps> drinks in my mouth at all. So or maybe it's just like I don't know. It's just something. I was never raised on coffee or hot chocolate yeah. or cocoa or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, just no wow. interest. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, for your punishment for that, um, <laughs> go down to number 19 and, and, and read out your favourite one. Number 19. <laughs> Everyone will be a vegetarian. <laughs> Yuck. In 1913, Gustav Bischoff, former president of the American Meat Packers Association, predicted that humans' diets would consist of mostly vegetables as the years went on. Because of short, the shortage of meat, he told the New York Times, even the wealthiest people in the future would be vegetarians. Well, I am, for one, glad that he is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. For our wrestling listeners Wrong. out there, never trust a man with the surname Bischoff. Jamie won't understand, but if you're a wrestling <laughs> fan, you will understand. Um, yeah, no, no no, chance in hell. Like, I, I could, I'm trying to eat healthier. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to eat a little bit better, but I need meat. Yeah. Protein. Mm-hmm. No know. offense to all any vegetarian. No, if you're vegetarian, more power to oh. you. I just can't do it myself. I don't have yeah. the ability to do it. But hey, look, as I said, if you're vegetarian, you yeah. know, it's not like I go out of my way to eat meat, but I just feel like mm. I can't get past without my cheese and bacon roll from the, the cafe every morning. Yeah, well, um, this is kind of ties into the next one, which is um, even worse. Eating will no longer be necessary. Wow. How you are? (laughs) (laughs) This prediction comes from just 15 years ago. Wow. From when this article, well, before this article, I didn't check when this article was written. Probably last year, in 2020. I would assume so, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by uh, Ray Ray Kurzweil. Ah, good old Ray. He wrote in his 2005 book, advertising here, "The The Singularity is Near. When humans transcend bio- biology, ah. that by the 2020s there will be nanobots capable of entering the bloodstream to feed cells and extract waste. Now well, there's nothing so possible that can go wrong with nanobots coming into our bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> Bloodshot. Um, and and uh, no, there was an episode of Stargate Atlantis for yeah. you sci-fi nerds out there. Same similar thing. There's nanobots. Nanobots. Um, Bloody nanobots. As a yeah. Remember the mode of food consumption as we know it obsolete. Yeah, I'm glad well, it hasn't poop, happened. Pooping, I'm saying pooping is annoying. Yeah, it is, <laughs> but like it gives me something to do at work. It, uh, like if, if I was you want to be paid to poop. 
Yeah, because and I, I'm I'm one of those people. Unless I'm, if I'm going to work on that day, I will poop at work because I believe in payment for poop. <laughs> and I've got certain games on my phone I need to finish, and I need them to be distracted when You're I'm pooping. Playing queasy cupcakes. No, um. <laughs> I don't. I play mind game, mind expanding games like where you have to. You've got a different te- test tubes yeah. with different colors, and you have to get all the colors. Yeah. Something that expands your mind, not yeah. stupid Candy Crush. Although, if you are Candy Crush and want to sponsor us, send us an email. <laughs> well, this this next one, Ryan, um, yep. is kind of real, almost. Yeah, if, I suppose if you're so. talking about Siri. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah, this next one is called, We'll Have Robots as Therapists. <laughs> robots are the typical prediction for the future, and technically, we stu- we sort of do have robots now. But, glo- but global trend experts Ariane van der Ven has some bigger ideas for 2020. She explained in the aforementioned book Shift 2020, which we've mentioned before, we should get a free copy of that, by the way, <laughs> that she believed there will no, there will be more robots used as therapists, companions, assistants, and even friends to help people in their everyday life, according to the next web. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> okay, one word. Skynet. <laughs> and how's that working out for you? <laughs> I couldn't do it. Was, I need the human. I need the human human interaction. There, there. Um, Even with AI, like the responses yeah. can be predicted. Yeah, predictable. It's like you yeah. know, I just yeah, no, thank you. I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm happy to talk to a real person. Yeah, there's yeah, there's just something more genuine. It is, and there's nothing wrong with needing therapy. But yeah, yeah. I think it's it, it yeah, no, no thanks, not for a robot. Yeah. I'd much rather be looking the person face to face and having a chat that well, way. Last one. Yep. There will be no need for futurists or. Um, there will be no need for futurists to predict the future. What? No more predicting future. In the in the 1900s and early to in in the 1900s and early in the 2000s, many futurists made their predictions as to how 2020 would look. But Dave Evans, the chief futurist of Cisco Visual Networking, actually predicted that he'd be out of a job by by this time because he forecasted everyone would be able to predict the future themselves. <laughs> By 2020, predicting the future will become commonplace for the average person, he told Mashable in 2012. Wow, so that's like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Um, but, are, and look, here we are in 2021, predicting the future. Yeah. <laughs> like how... how, how like to, I, I just don't get how... Like everyone would win lotto? No. Um, There's always going to be people <laughs> like me who are interested in, in, in hearing like what people thought yeah. 50 years ago would yeah. be occurring. I mean, look at Back yeah. to the Future. Yeah. twenty. What was it, 2015? We were supposed to be on hoverboards and getting Pepsis flying out cars. of the machine, flying cars, Jaws 3000 or whatever Jaws, it was. Jaws 19. Rocky well, 3000. That, that, that was a joke from uh, Spielberg because oh, of course. They, did, they did the math on how... If, yeah. if, we did, if we released a Jaws movie every yeah. couple of years leading yeah. up to that point, how many would there be? But still, and, like, yeah. how many movies have you seen that was made back in the 80s or the 90s or yeah. in the 70s that predicted the future to be the Jetsons style? Yeah. When we're nowhere near that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we've come a long way with things like podcasts and yeah. streaming and TVs yeah. and entertainment and stuff like that, but... We're many. I don't think, honestly, I don't think in our lifetimes we're going to see any flying cars or hoverboards. Yeah. I, look, or I think like I think that. it's possible, but I just don't think it's viable. No, there's better things to spend money because on. you'd be like walking down the street and then this car bumper would <laughs> fall from the sky. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think 
But I mean, look, if people, if you guys are looking forward to that, then that's great. But I'm just trying to be a realist. A realist. I'm 39. You know, I'm probably halfway through my life if I'm lucky. I don't expect it. Look, just keep the wrestling coming. Keep the Marvel movies and DC movies coming. (laughs) Keep the comics coming. Keep the music coming. Give me more awesome shows on streaming and I'm happy. Yeah. So... That's the way I live, anyway. Um, so, if you guys have any predictions yes. for the future, if you have, what do you think? What do you, What do you think? Maybe we can, if you guys can send us through, we can have an episode in predictions for twenty forty. Yeah, and or, then we'll read out your predictions and some yeah. of ours as well. And even if they're ludicrous, we'll uh, yeah. make note of them. And we're not judgmental. You can tell us you think that we'll have a real life cat dog. In 2040, <laughs> you know, ahead of a cat, ahead yeah. of a dog, all together. Yeah, there, there is no limitation to yeah. the wackiness or. We just want to have fun, and we want you guys to have fun and put a smile on your face for a little, yeah, you know, 20 minutes a, a week. You know, that's, that's what right. we're here for. We try to avoid the sad stuff. Yeah. Um, but a few episodes back, Ryan mentioned serial killers. And, yeah, but and look, <laughs> we live in the world of true yeah. crime at the moment, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, but actually, also, actually, a couple of episodes back, I mentioned The Rock wrestling uh, 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 Genghis Khan's <laughs> granddaughter, which I just, you know, which has just come out. I mean, it would be a couple of weeks when you hear this one, but yeah, I try and keep it a bit bit like that too. Yeah, um, Yeah. so look, thanks for listening. Yep. Send your stories to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We're happy to have you on the show. Definitely. We've, we've got, actually, a, we've got a few good things planned coming up soon yep, so I'm, I'm currently working to get a friend of mine on um who has quite a lot of stories about australian history so yeah. that should be fun and yeah thanks for listening see you next time see you next time